This is Mish Pierce with Mentor DNA, and this episode was recorded in September 2022 with my high school friend, Dr. David Dahimi, the founder and medical director of My Matt Clinic. He's an anesthesiologist who specializes in addiction medicine. We walk through his career path, as I do with all of my Mentor DNA guests. We also spend some time discussing opioid usage disorder, more commonly known as opioid addiction. So towards the end of college, I had like B plus, A minus average, and the counselors were telling me, there's no way you're getting into medical school. And it, the more they told me, the more it pissed me off. And so I became super single-minded about like, no, I'm getting in. So I hatched this idea that like, okay, I know what I'll do next. I'll move to another state and ski while I get residency in that state and then end up applying to that state med school. And if it doesn't work out, then I'll go to one of the private ones. I was graduated, but they allowed you to take like more biochem and things I didn't have. And I made sure that I got an A in all of them. And then I volunteered at the VA Medical Center. That experience resulted in me meeting very important people by accident who were on the admissions committee. There are these nurses who really liked me. And they told me Tuesdays is the day you need to come because Ralph De Palma, chief of surgery, does his thing here on Tuesdays. For whatever reason, that guy was fascinated with bike racing, European bike mm -hmm. racing. And so immediately he started taking me on rounds with the residents. Then when it came time to apply, I think, you know, he had a lot to do with getting me in because I got early acceptance. Dr. Dahimi got into medical school and thrived. As a thoracic anesthesiologist, he earned his spot as chief resident and moved his young family to start life in private practice. What I came to realize is that I didn't have any more real objectives that I was working towards. Mm. And like trying to make a lot of money is not like a good objective for me per se, mm -hmm. if I'm not doing things that are congruent with my like belief systems and values. Mm. I was up in labor and delivery with a nurse friend and she was talking about her son's heroin problem and how he has been on buprenorphine and Vivitrol and these different medications. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm an anesthesiologist. I know all the drugs and I've never even heard of these. I'm just like, I had no idea that like, we have this growing drug problem in the United States it was like 2010, 11. And I, I was totally oblivious to all of that. And so I don't know, it just sparked an interest. And from there I started doing all this research on it. His research led to studying the neuroscience of addiction. Brain chemistry and connections change, quickly transforming people from being casual users to those who will do anything to simply feel okay. When you're having an average day, the amount of dopamine uh, being released is around 50 uh, nanograms per deciliter. And when you're having the most fantastic day of your life, like the best experience, you know, it can be 90, maybe 100. And when you're having your worst day, it's about 40. So drugs like, like heroin and, and methamphetamine, they can cause, you know, tenfold, 20-fold uh, higher amounts of dopamine in your brain than you could even make with like doing all the favorite things you love to do all at once. You would never come close, mm -hmm. right? And this is just way too much. And so what the brain does very quickly is it compensates for this. It recognizes that that's, that's not physiologically healthy. And so very quickly what it does is start to make it harder and harder for higher levels of dopamine to, re to result in signaling between the cells. And this is the phenomenon of tolerance. And tolerance is where you have to use more of a drug uh, either higher potency, more frequently, the, the same effect or an effect that's, that's even close. 
and this happens very quickly. And then what the other part that occurs is, is that when you take away the drug, you're now left with like a, a large deficit in dopamine. And this is what makes you feel horrible. When we do studies of patients' brains and we're looking at the amount of dopamine with some of these people, they have 20. They're barely surviving. And so all that, what happens is all they can think about is getting more drug to try to get back to normal at that point. Other people that use and abuse drugs is that more than half of them have a pre-existing mental health disorder or more than one that's untreated. More than half of them have one or more parents that use drugs. So I think it's very commonly misunderstood that people that use drugs, like they all have a moral failing. Uh, they should just stop, but they choose not to. And you know, if you had half of the, of the burden growing up that some of my patients have, you'd use drugs too. So one of the problems in the United States is we don't treat addiction and mental health on par like we treat other diseases like we'll just use the diabetes example. The, the success rates for treating opioid use disorder with these medicines is better than a lot of the other common diseases that we have a ton of medicines for. It's that successful, it works that well, but we just don't do it very, very much in this country and it's for a lot of reasons. Sadly, the illicit drug distribution landscape has changed dramatically in the past five years. What's different now is that people that were using opioids five years ago, they would seek opioids. They would try to get Oxycontin, they would try to get heroin. And people that were using other drugs like cocaine or pills or whatever, they weren't looking to use opioids per se. Now, almost any drug can have fentanyl in it. It's mixed into cocaine, it's mixed into methamphetamine, it's sometimes mixed even into marijuana. Some kids died in Connecticut a couple years ago. But worst of all, it's being pressed into counterfeit pills by, by the tens of millions. I think there were 20 million counterfeit pills seized in the United States last year that had fentanyl, and 42% of them had enough fentanyl to kill a person. Dr. Dahimi walks us through what to do to keep our family and friends safe. The three things you can do, you said to. Number one is everybody needs to know what's going on, right? They need to, as parents, you have to understand that this is a different era we're in and you, you understand like what the risks are and then you have open communications with your kids about what's going on. Number two, everybody should be carrying naloxone. The third thing is the fentanyl test strips. We also chat about how a slight change in mindset can take a seemingly bad experience into one that unlocks tremendous learning and growth. We have this sort of weakness sometimes where there's a failure or there's setback and then you give it this like ridiculous meaning where you're making it much bigger than it needs to be. Mm -hmm. Whereas you could think about it in an entirely different way and give it a meaning that's more empowering and I think you have to have enough meaning in your life and, and it has things that you do and have to be hard and they have to be consistent with what your values are. Mm. And um, you should embrace struggle and lean into it because I think it, it makes for a better, happier person in general. This is an important episode and I really hope you take time to listen to the whole thing, even if it takes you a few walks around the block with your dog. Thank you so much for tuning in to Mentor DNA. Welcome to the Mentor DNA Podcast. I'm your host, Mish Pierce, and I chat with C-suite executives and inspirational leaders so that you can leverage the lessons they share in your own career. You'll hear what makes successful leaders tick, 
lessons they've learned through their wins and flops, and memories shared about boardroom experiences and tough conversations with colleagues. Full bios, book recommendations, and more details about my guests can be found at mentordna.io. You can find Mentor DNA on Amazon Music, Apple Music, and Spotify, or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Amor Boutique Hotel is a special place my family and friends love to visit in Sayulita, Mexico. A quick and safe 35-minute shuttle from Puerto Vallarta, and you're on the beach enjoying the most quaint and uniquely designed resort. The first minute I walk into our villa and take in the gorgeous decor featuring antique wooden doors and windows, Turkish lamps, and artisan-crafted mosaic floors and ceilings, I immediately feel myself relax to take in Amor Boutique's beauty. This hidden spot has drawn surfers, deep sea, and spearfishing lovers for decades. The expansive ocean views and five-minute walk into town for an authentic Mexican village filled with exquisite foods and shopping make it really hard to leave. Visit AmorBoutiqueHotel.com and tell them Mentor DNA sent you.